This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We have a celebrity in the building tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because Jamie Eisner, my co-host, every time he makes a bet and he shares it with me, the odds <laughs> dramatically change, and that is what is the topic uh. to start the show today once again. So, big round of applause, celebrity Jamie Eisner, odds extraordinaire, m- market mover and shaker. You know, I, you're going to be on CNBC pretty soon. They're going to ask you I, which stocks are going to go up, which stocks are going to go down, because you apparently set the market, my guy. I, I like the idea of being the market mover. I like that, I like that gimmick. But no, I, I think actually Mel Kuyper is going to get more credit than this for me. I no, you beat him to it. I'm more, not going to allow this. You beat him to it. You did it first. I have the screen cap. I might have done it first, but I think the odds changed because of Kuiper, not because <laughs> of me. But okay, so uh, we've teased this enough. Uh, we talk at the new about news in the NFL draft props market at the top of each of these shows, and there really hasn't been a lot of mo- obviously the big movement was on yesterday's show we talked about where Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud sit number one overall that gap is continuing to wide over these last 24 hours or so but the really interesting one is the first offensive lineman off the board market and you know I- I've talked pretty significantly to uh, a person at one sports book that I will not name um, that has been surprised at some of the betting on this and uh, Peter Skaronsky or Paris Johnson Jr. have kind of flip-flopped as the favorite at various points over the last few months said he's received very few bets on Skaronsky uh, I've had bets in a few different places but last what? night in the you the bet that... with bets stop. in different places stop no stop you know how I said on yesterday's show uh, sometimes, you know, with normal people, they think about their family and they think about, you know, what they're going to do the next day, maybe a vacation coming up or as to drifting off to bed. And I think about Galaxy Brain Draft Prop. This is well, another one that came out of nowhere. We hadn't talked so, about this at all. To be fair, this is the second time I have bet this. I bet this a few months, a couple months ago, actually, but I haven't I haven't bet on it again until last night, which was Darnell Wright being the first offensive lineman off the board. He's an interesting guy because even going back to the combine, it was pretty much told to us by a few different NFL people that we talked to that the league was higher on him than the media. Like he wasn't getting the same level of attention as some of the other top offensive tackles, but the league itself was super high on him. Um, And so I threw a $20 bet on him last night to be the the first offensive tackle off the board. The old pizza bet at at 20 to 1. Kuiper mocks him nine to the Bears in his latest mock draft on ESPN. That was the first offensive lineman off the board. I think he had Skaronsky 10. Um, so they were back to back there. And I happened to go take a look at the books and pretty much everywhere he's now he's now down to 10 to 12 to 1 from 20 to 1. So 
I thought that was interesting bet. I, I do think it's worth noting that there is some value there. I have I have some bets on Broderick Jones as well, just because he's all he's been consistently, you know, five to one to eight to one. Um I, I just think that whole bunch is really, for lack of a better phrase, bunched up right now. And and I think there are legitimately four candidates that I would give at least a twenty percent chance of getting drafted as the first offensive lineman off the board. So Again, if you're looking for another one of those bets at you know ten to one plus odds on a small bet, to, you want to put on Darnell Wright. I, I think there's a, well, you know, there's an opportunity there. Maybe you want to wait a couple days post the the Kuiper mock to see if the uh, the hype kind of dies down a little bit. You get a little bit more favorable odds. But that was the latest random galaxy draft prop bet that I had last night. The other piece of news from the betting odds front, uh, and I just saw this in doing some pre-show prep. Uh, but the uh, according to Caesar's Sportsbook, uh, Bryce Young has overwhelmingly taken over. He is yeah. minus three hundred over there. Yeah, they don't want to take to, any more bets, right? And that's what that's, and, and and that's an important thing to note there, Jamie. That's why the price is the way that it is. It's not yeah. that Vegas knows something that we don't. It's there has been so much. Uh, institutional money is the way that you would describe it in the financial markets. The casual money is also coming in, and now this price needs to move to where Caesars doesn't have the liability on Bryce to be the number one pick. And so they're now putting this number at a place where, okay, you want to take Bryce, go ahead, but it's not going to be as pricey as it was two, three weeks ago, even as, as much as a couple of months ago. And so that's really what you're seeing there. Again, I want to make it clear when we talk about these things on, on the show, the sports the, the sports books don't have any inside information on this. This is, de- this is not very yet. much yeah. a pricing move based on the activity that we have seen within the last week or so. And I think that that's the important note. While they are talking to people, I think you would be surprised about how little they're actually connected to these teams. Because you right, this is not to take a shot at them, are... but I think it's important for the listeners to understand what is driving yes. that price to be at that number right now. Yes, and I would say week of the draft, it's more likely that shifts that you see are because of information. Um, but typically they're tipped off to that information. Uh, and, and I think last year was a good example, I think, on, on in two different markets. On the number one market, I would say – I hate to use the term insiders because it sounds so, like, pretentious. It's bougie. It sounds very bougie, yeah. Those in the know. Oh, okay. I think you went more bougie, but okay. Insiders would have been better. Knew about 10 days out that Trayvon Walker was the pick. Sportsbooks adjusted about seven days out. Uh, and I think the public at that point started to really start to see that shift in momentum for Trayvon Walker like the weekend before. Um, and I remember having, you know, Chris, I was at your apartment and having like 2 a.m. chats with people <laughs> overseas at sportsbooks about the Trayvon Walker versus Aiden Hutchinson market at the top of the – versus Ike McQuanu, if you remember, mm-hmm. uh, at the top of that market because remember the reports that Doug Peterson wanted to tackle. So you, typically they are tipped off by whales that come in on a specific player. Uh, the example of that was I we, we had a 90% inkling – I would say about three to four days out of the draft that Quay Walker would be the top linebacker off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at this point, we were in Vegas, so I got a chance to catch up with like the actual brick and mortar old school. Saw books. these conversations occur, folks. Saw these conversations yes. occur firsthand. And 
they took some big bets a couple days out on Quay Walker, which tipped them off that, hey, this is coming. And then they, they basically made Walker unbettable. Uh, in the 48 hours leading up to the draft is LB1. So, so that's what happens. As we move closer, the the yes. price will now start to cake in the information more so than it will the money, right? I think that's Correct. the important thing uh, to note there. That's all we have on the betting front for this portion of the show. But I do think there is, and this is the Prospects and Props podcast. We've been discussing the props part of the NFL draft. I think there's a prospects and actual draft conversation to be had here today, Jamie. Uh, because yesterday, the Atlanta Falcons and Detroit Lions, they picked up the phones to one another, and they made a nice little trade. Uh, Jeff Okuda goes to Atlanta, a 2024 Fifth round pick, a fifth round pick, what, in next year's draft? Uh, or excuse mm-hmm. me, a, a fifth round pick in this, this year's, year's draft this year's, yeah. goes to Detroit in this trade. Uh, I think this impacts what we think are potential needs for uh, the Lions at both 6 and 18, what we think Atlanta might do with 7. I think this impacts everything. I think you look at an offseason for Atlanta that has been very defensive heavy. They've spent a lot of money on defense. Uh, they bring in Jesse Bates. They trade for Jeff Okuda. Mike Hughes and A.J. Terrell make out the rest of that cornerback room. David Onyemeda and Calais Campbell uh, up front still think they're probably going to want a younger pass rush, but I think we can kind of uh, take them out of mocking them a corner at least early with pick seven. And on the other side of the things for the Lions, Jamie, I think while, yes, we're still going to probably discuss pass rush up front, I think corner goes up the list once again and they're at a spot at six where they could set the market. They could take the first corner off the board if they truly want to. So I think this impacts a lot of the top 10. Yeah, and I think with Detroit specifically, we've kind of come full circle on this cornerback need. You know, it, it was a heavily mock spot for them to take Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon or Joey Porter Jr., depending on what, you know, when in the last six months you had your CB1. And yeah, whichever corner you have at the top of your personal board. Yeah, and then they go out and sign a couple of free agents, and you're like, oh, okay, well, they've got a couple of free agents, a couple of veterans there now. They got Jeff Okuda. Maybe they're, you know, they're not going to spend six on that. Now, obviously, they, they move Okuda. And again, I think this is like the third former first round pick for the Lions that Brad Holmes has moved since he's, since he's come in, uh, which is an interesting note there. Obviously, he, but so I think they're absolutely in that conversation. I do not see a corner. I'm going to be really bold here, Chris. I do not see a corner going in the top five. Wow. Really? So I, uh, I, I, They'll have their pick of the litter there at six, but they'll also have plenty of options at 18. And quite frankly, they'll have plenty of options at what does it end up being? 51, 49. I forgot what, because of the order yeah, tiebreaker stuff me moves to do around. Math. But, Hold on. Uh, in the middle, well, plenty of options in the middle of the second round. Oh, very good. Well, just obviously not as lucrative of an option Four. if they're if they looking for a build. They pick 47? 6, 18, 48, and 55. 48. Okay. That, so that 48 was the one I was 48 for. is yeah, theirs. Have... 55 is Minnesota's. That's from the TJ Hawkinson trade. Um, Got it. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't think it's immediately like, oh, change your mock drafts, mock the Lions uh, corner at six. I think it needs to be a part of your thought process. I need, I think it needs to be a part of your of your consideration, but they still have 18, they still have 45, they still have 55. Uh, you made a prediction that what you thought was very bold, that there wouldn't be a corner that goes in the top five. I will also make a bold yeah. prediction with one of the Lions' first four picks, so one of their top 55 picks, they will select a corner. That's how confident I oh, am wow, that Chris, they're going to take really? a corner. I mean, we, we are walking That's, out on some that's what today. we do here on this show we'll see like to me i'm not i'm not convinced they take a corner at six they could i 18 more likely Clearly. to me i think getting the pass rusher at six is a better use of that pick because you're starting to look at how the top four could shake out quarterback wise and i think you have a very legitimate opportunity to get quite frankly you could get the second the number two edge player depending on how things happen with you whether that's 
Will Anderson, whether that's Tyree Wilson, whether that's Nolan Smith for you, you Jalen Carter could be there as, as that interior you know player. I, I just think all of those players are going to give them a more immediate impact right now than taking that corner relative to what I think they can get because you're talking about a drop off from Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon to what Keely Ringo, Julius Brents, Cam Smith, uh, Cam Smith. Yeah, I mean Joey Porter, like. Versus the drop off from Anderson and, and Tyree Wilson and or Jalen Carter to probably maybe Lucas Van Ness, maybe Miles BJ Ojolari, you know, maybe if Miles Murphy is still there, you know, uh, so I think there's a more significant drop off uh, in terms of disruptive front seven players than there are front defensive line players, whether they're playing tactically on the edge or on the defensive line than there is at the cornerback spot. But it opens up that possibility if they really, really like one of these guys, uh, I that's the spot to take them because they're going to have their pick. Uh, speaking of the Detroit Lions, they reside and they play their football, and I believe this will stay the case in 2023. They will be playing in the NFC North. That is the subject so. of our uh, team win totals for today's edition of the show. Uh, Jamie has not seen these beforehand. I'm using our good friends over at Bet Online to source these numbers. So we will start with the first portion of this game where Jamie tries to pick which ones yes. he tries to guess. Then we will go through the games, predict the records, and then we will decide if we like any of these. We had two yesterday that we liked. One that yes. we put on the do not bet list. Well, and we also talked about this a little bit of when it came to a takes on takes about best odds to win the division. Oh yeah. So we already, I, we already know Detroit is favored. We don't know about all the game situation, but this is going to be, this will be nice because we had the thought exercise in our head about there were two teams that we were like, you know what, at those odds, we take it. Let's see if there's some merit to it. Right. Minnesota was one out. of them. And then we, you and I yes. each picked an NFC South team that was not the Saints, right? So we'll, we'll do Correct. that uh, at some point here. All right, Jamie, we start with the first portion of this game where you attempt to handicap and see if you can guess correctly what uh, Bet Online has these numbers at. We start with the Chicago Bears coming off a nice second year for Justin Fields, the first year uh, for Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles there. They enter year two. They just got DJ Moore in a trade. They've got all this draft capital for moving the number yep. one overall pick. You say what to their win total for 2023? Five and a half. Well, you know what? I already think this is going to be a topic of conversation on the show today because you're off and you're off by multiple wins. The Chicago Bears win total, according okay. to our friends over at Bet Online, seven and a half wins. All right. That so, feels yeah, rich. Yeah, so keep that one. You, you, keep, you said okay. five and a half. Keep that one handy. Keep Write that one down here. Okay. I would have taken the over on five and a half personally. You might be taking the under on I, seven and a half. I didn't. I didn't think that they the, okay. The Detroit the okay. Detroit Lions nine and a half. That is exactly where they have the Detroit Lions. Okay. They bounce back in. in all right, in so the they, all right, so they they didn't go crazy. The Green Bay Packers. I think that's a very reasonable win total. Nine and a half. Yeah. I f okay. This is the one I'm really interested in. I think they go seven and a half as well. That is exactly what they did for the Green Bay Packers. Seven and a half. Now to okay. close out this portion I think Green, of the program. We'll talk about this in a sec. Yeah, we're, we're Minnesota. Gonna, you're going to get to all four teams. Don't worry. This is just this portion is where you guess. Minnesota. I'm up, but I'm already upset. Right. I know. Let the show play out. We just got Eight. started here. Eight. You're close. Eight and a half. Okay. So they have Detroit first at nine and a half, Minnesota at eight and a half, and then Chicago and Green Bay each at seven and a half. So that's what. Okay. Those are the parameters that we have going in to the schedule. Now this is where I filibuster. And look up the so, schedule. Okay, so then this is where I, don't know, I filibuster while you. I can look do up both, the, but the sure. Schedule. Because you forget. You, 
All right. So my initial reaction to this is I feel like we're dramatic. I think Detroit Lions fine. Uh, I'm fine on the Lions line at the moment. Uh, I think you're waving at me. Is I'm this, out. Is this another bad I'm, schedule? I'm out on the Lions. I'm sorry. I, I'm oh, hate to, I hate to oh, do it. Don't say you're out I'm of out. the line. All right. I'm out. All right. I'll save my comments on the rest of this. Read, read the schedule. I'm Give out. me the road. Start here with are the, the road. Here are the road games. At Chicago. At Green Bay. At Kansas City. At the Chargers. At Minnesota. At the Saints. At the Bucks. At the Ravens. At the Cowboys. It's not. It's not great, but that's not horrible. I think they can have a winning record. I think they can go five and four in that well, sh- on the road. They're not going to beat the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Chiefs more than likely. Oh, I I don't know about that. I think they can compete with the Ravens and the Chargers. I'm not saying they're going to win all those the, games, but I don't think I would. The put, AFC I put Cowboys that in the over loss. there, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, and they get the, the they get the NFC Cowboys too, right? They do get the NFC Cowboys as well. Yes, their home schedule. And we'll see. We know they're going to get a home game. One of these games is going to be on Thanksgiving, so we'll find out which one that you're going to talk about. Chicago, Green Bay, okay. Minnesota, Atlanta, okay. Carolina, Denver, Vegas. Oh, this is, yeah. What do you mean Seattle. you're out on the line? Dude, I hate this road schedule. I hate this road schedule. I don't like going to oh, New I'm, Orleans. I, 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 I changed my mind. I, I've changed my mind on this a lot. You you think they're going to get they're going to get to – they got to get to 10. I am, I'm at 12 right now. 12? On that list. Find me three losses on that home schedule. Okay. They can lose to Minnesota at home. They could. They won't. I'm going to have them split with Minnesota. I'm literally having – I'm having them split their division. And okay. I still so think I so you, need me to, you need me to find three they – can, they, can they can lose to Seattle. They could, but I think they're better. They could lose to Denver. They could, but they're better. If Russ, if Russ is just – not abysmal. If, if Russ plays like he did in Seattle, they're still a better team than Denver. Oh, I don't know if I agree. Denver's defense is, does not. I, 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 we'll I, see. I don't know if I agree. We'll see. It could, but I think they're. I think they're a better team right I, now. I just don't. I just don't love having to go to Baltimore, to LA, to Kansas City, to Minnesota, to New Orleans, to Dallas. I don't love that. I don't love that at all. I, I think they can get to. I. I think if even if I move some stuff around, I think they get to eleven. This is this is one that that could interest me. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm that gonna, home schedule is gonna save them. I'm indifferent on this one. I think I'm gonna. This is a stay away. I think okay. for me. I think this is a stay away. Okay, uh, but you know what? I am now understanding why they're such a clear favorite a little bit more. That schedule, the unlike home, some of the other teams, the home part of the schedule, I will agree with you on. They draw some good really teams good. at home. I don't like the road schedule. They might be they, they might go with stretches where they don't win a, a road game. So I'm I'm skeptical. We'll see. I'm not as skeptical as I, I. And by the way, I came in wanting to. Okay. Okay. To sell okay. on Detroit. I now, I now have a clearer picture as to why people like the Lions over the Vikings. I now okay. understand it a heck of this a lot is, more. But this is why, because we had our thoughts in our head. Let's have this conversation. Here is the here is for... the road schedule: at Atlanta, at Carolina, okay. at Chicago, at Denver, at Detroit, at Green Bay. You're thinking, okay, that's 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 decent, right? It's not terrible. At not Cincinnati, terrible. at Philadelphia are the other two road games that round that out for Minnesota. Not ideal, but I think they can four and four it. Okay, here are their home games: Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, Saints, Bucks, Chiefs, Chargers, 49ers. And that's where you lose me. <laughs> they, they got they have to play the Chiefs, Chargers, Bengals, 49ers, and Eagles. They yeah, draw, they I, draw I, all I, five of those teams. 
Yeah, I'm at seven. They're not going to be favored seven. in any of them. Maybe the Chargers at home. Maybe. Well, if it's 1 p.m., maybe they'll be. They'll it's be true. Favored. If it's not prime time, Kirk, they'll Kurtz. be okay. Yeah, well, be yeah. Okay. So I'm out on this yeah, one. I'm out on this one as well. I, yeah, I get it now. Okay. Well, that's depressing. Now, the, the order of the schedule is going to matter, but that road schedule is brutal. And you also have to play San Francisco. And the home schedule is worse. Right. You have to play the Chiefs, Chargers, and 49ers at home. Uh, you draw the Saints oh. at home. But the Saints, I, I think the Saints, listen, say what you want about the Saints. I think they're going to be competitive with Carr. I do. They're going to be in every yeah, game they play. I, I, th- I think they're comparable to Minnesota. Right. So you, that's a close like they're game. They're a comparable team. They that's have, 50-50. They have me. to play Detroit. They have to play Green Bay. They have to go to yep. Denver. It's not like, I, I don't think they're going to walk into Carolina and just run over the Panthers. Like, I don't love this schedule. Even if they do, I mean, I still, I mean, oof. yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I did not come into this thinking I wouldn't have Minnesota with a winning record, but okay. I, it's going to be tough for them to get more than eight, seven or eight wins. We move to the Green Bay Packers. Yikes. We are doing maybe this. They should, maybe they should sell the farm and move up to three maybe and try should. to reset themselves long term. We move to we'll the, the Aaron Rodgers-less Green Bay Packers, and I think that's important. Yes, we are we're going to do this that he with is Jordan Love for them. as the starting quarterback. Here is the road schedule for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. At Atlanta, at Carolina, at Chicago, at Denver, at Detroit, at the Raiders, at the Vikings, at the Giants, at the Steelers. Mm. Okay. Probably below 500. Home games. Chicago, okay. Detroit, Minnesota, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, the Chargers, the Rams. I could see them eking out eight to nine. What's I? You know how this works. I don't do this while I'm reading the games to you. I don't. I don't go win loss, win loss, win loss. Um, I think it would be fair to give them two, at least two divisional wins, right? I'll give them two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this feels like I know we can't do 500 teams anymore without ties, no, right. but like this feels like the quintessential 500 team. They could beat the Rams in Lambeau. They okay. This might be this might be a bold statement. I might get laughed away on the podcast from both you and the listeners of the show. Are they that much? I know it's Jordan Love, and we don't know a whole lot. Are they that much different than the Daniel Jones Giants? Are they that much different? Oh, oh okay. I, I was I was afraid you were going to bring up like San Francisco or no. Kansas City or something. Are they that much different um, than the no, Giants? No, That's a road I, game, but they could very easily win that game. They could. I don't think they will, but they could. They could beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett doesn't would. doesn't give me the warm there's, fuzzies. There's, a, there's here's the thing, the, a lot of these games used to be, oh yeah, Green Bay's gonna win, and now they're coming back to there's a bunch of 50-50 games. Right, but at a bunch of 50-50 like, yeah. games, you you say they're gonna be about 500, and that's where their win total basically. Yeah, I, I think this is this is an eight or nine win team. I'm sta- I, by the way, I, if I had to guess right now, I'd say eight or nine. I say eight. We are zero for three on me liking any of these to bet. By the way, just okay. want to make that zero for three. Well, I, yeah, I, I kind of like the Detroit one a little bit more. As much, otherwise, I might not bet it just because I hate betting on the team that everybody bets on. It's tough. It's, it's... I hate it. All right, here I we just go. Just feel like it's bad juju. All right, the Bears. <laughs> this okay. is the one I was the most off on. Well, I'm guessing. Yeah. Here's their road schedule: at Green Bay, at Kansas City, at Detroit, at the Chargers, at the Vikings. At the Saints, at Tampa, at Cleveland, at Washington. Oof. Three wins, two okay. three wins, two to three wins. Yeah, that's at most. I, I feel I feel two to three there. Here's All their, right, give me the home schedule. Here's their home schedule: Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota. Okay. Atlanta, Carolina, Denver, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. Okay. 
That's where they're gonna. That's where they can do some that, of the work. Yeah, that's the the home schedules where they're gonna have to do the heavy lifting. But do the work. But you said two to three to get to seven and a half. They gotta win at least five of those. If it's yeah. two, if it's two, they have to win six of those. Yeah, and I think they could win six. They could beat Atlanta. They could beat Carolina. They could beat. The I Raiders. think seven wins is is about right for this team. Has them at seven and a half. Yeah, I think seven wins is about right for them. Um, I like the pieces. I like what they're doing. I like where they're going, but they're not there yet. And I, I know you feel this way as well. And, and I will say this as much as I enjoy watching Justin Fields and as bullish I am about his future. I think the idea that we know that he's a proven commodity is a little premature. Oh, it's false. Yeah, it would be and, a it's a false statement to say that we know so, specifically what Justin Fields is or is not at this stage of his career. The, as, and, is he improved? Uh, yes. It was sure. he was he the best part of that offense in 2022? Yes, absolutely. Am I concerned about that being their method to winning long term? Yes, because they didn't win a ton yeah. of games last year. They had the number one overall pick for a reason, folks. They did, and uh, so yeah, I'm probably staying away from this one as well. So at, at the moment, I am tentatively excited about Detroit's over, but. I probably won't end up betting it because I'm a coward and afraid of just jumping on the bandwagon that everybody else has jumped on. But man, I, I think the most I, the shocking thing to me was Minnesota because I came in fully ready to be like, yeah, take the over on Minnesota. This team's going to have a winning record. Maybe they're going to win 10 games. Uh, well, and, and And this is a terrible way to bet, right? And I know that's what we do here on this show, but they won every single close game they played in last year those breaks can't continue i mean they can but you just don't they can but history tells us they don't they don't and so if they it's mathematically possible right but if those breaks also mathematically unlikely if those breaks don't go their way like ooh, that schedule scares me i'm gonna pull it up again i'm gonna pull it up again yeah let's talk about the let's let's just go one by one here let's really call through this last because we have a couple takes on takes to end the show but Let's really talk about this one because this is the one that surprised me the most. Just go one at a time. At Atlanta. Boy, that's not a gimme. It's not a gimme, but but it's a win. It's a win. You know what? Let's be extra generous. And they have the better quarterback. I I like what Kevin O'Connell did in year one. I think the defense will be improved. They still have the best offensive player on the field in Justin Jefferson. We'll give it to him. I think Atlanta's probably going to have a better record than them, though. But we'll see. Can we? Can we? Don't do. Don't do the show before the show because we haven't done Atlanta yet. So don't do the show before the show. That's like a couple days from now. At Carolina. Okay, I'm gonna give them that win too. I I, I don't think they win. Whether it's Andy Dalton, whether it's Andy Dalton or a rookie quarterback, I I think the quarterback the debate goes to Minnesota. I'm gonna be extra generous. I want to see if I if I'm if I if I give them all the ones that I think are 50 50 in my mind. Where do I get? So that's we we just got them to two, right? Yep. Chicago. Do you want to just split that and just call I'm gonna it a day? The, I'm going to split the division. We're going to so. split the division. Uh, at Denver. It's, uh, I, uh, I said all, I was going to give them every – I'm going to give them that. I think this all depends on what you think of Russ, right? Like I think that's what this boils down yeah. to. I, I, I'm just saying, I just want to see what I do if I give them every 50-50 sure. game. Uh, so we're, we're at six wins, which also includes their, their we're gonna home We're going to split Detroit division. and we're going to split Green Bay. So yep. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm keeping a tally over here. Okay, me uh, too. We have to go to the Raiders. Okay, I'll give them that. Okay, so we're gonna that gets us the. Same. I just want to see where I'm going yep, here. Yep, yep. Uh, we did the home games. The Saints. I'll take the Saints. Yeah, I'm not gonna give them that. I think I take the Saints. Tampa at home. Okay, I'll give them that. Give me that one. Yep. Kansas City. I don't care. You can play that game no. on the moon. The Chargers. No. No. The at the Bengals. No. 
The 49ers? No. And the Eagles? So, no. So that, that you got them to 8-9. You were generous, and you got At, them to 8-9. And if I gave them every game, I would give them a 45% chance of winning. I get to 9. So, like, I, just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Man. We're, we're going to be having – so that schedule, and obviously with Kirk Cousins' contract situation, is going to thrust – assuming Minnesota doesn't trade up in this draft or doesn't draft Tendon Hooker or, or something of that nature – that's a team that's going to be in the heart of I have a take. the Caleb Williams, Drake May, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Cam Ward. That's right. Don't forget Cam Ward, baby. I have, I have a take for you. Okay. Is this the division that doesn't have a winning record and makes the playoffs? No, because I can't see Detroit only winning eight games unless they're seriously hurt with that it's, schedule. The other three teams, though. Yeah, it's possible, but I just I, I don't see it. I don't see it. This I don't see it. I don't see it happening here. I think it's more likely that that happens somewhere else. Man, but that Viking schedule is brutal. And then depend on, yeah, depends tough. on the depends on the way it stacks too. It could be even worse. Yeah, it's tough. All right, I just shared a take, uh, well, which means we can get some takes from the listeners of the show. We've got uh, two that will sneak in here at the tail end of okay. this show. And again, we're going to continue to do this all throughout the week. We've got win more win totals to get through, whatever the latest news is, and your takes. you got to tweet at us, or if you're in the TDM Premium Discord, you throw them in there uh, as well. Uh, this take from Sam. The gap between Joey Porter Jr. and Cam Smith is smaller than the gap between Christian Gonzalez slash Devin Witherspoon and Joey Porter Jr. So what he's saying is the gap between Joey yeah. Porter Jr. and Cam Smith, so like that mid-tier down corner, is smaller than the gap between the top tiers of the corner class. I think I disagree with this. I personally agree with it because I'm lower on Joey Porter than consensus. Uh, uh, there are some elements of his game that concern me. I think he's got bad eyes. Uh, I think he relies a lot on his athleticism more so than uh, his technique. And I think he's kind of gotten by on the fact that he's an athletic freak and has been able to get away with just that and it's weird you don't usually talk about a legacy player that way um but i feel like that's what i've seen so far and what i've talked to from a couple of people in the league have seen that as well so as somebody that's a little bit lower on him i will agree with that take but i under but i'm sure that would be a controversial take publicly i would like to amend my statement i would like to scratch from the record what i what i said i thought he was saying that the gap between joey porter and cam smith was bigger than it was no, the guys he's at the top. It's, he's yes. saying it's smaller. Agreed, than, yeah. 100%. Okay. Those two guys at the top, uh, by themselves, and that gap Correct. is massive to me, where I think everybody else after those two guys, you can kind of clump them together, and the beauty's in the eye of the beholder of of those corners. Correct. I misread I, I, the I take. Don't, I don't think JPJ belongs in the tier Gonzalez one. Wither, I think, Witherspoon and, tier. And, yeah. And I think tier and, two and, and think, tier three are very close, where tier one and tier two are a little far apart. Yeah. I think, honestly, tier two is probably just huge at this point. And I would say Joey Porter's near the top of tier two, but I, I, I don't – I I think he's a tier you two. You know, there's a Kansas State corner that I would like to be in that tier as well that's not getting, I think, I have life. Julius Brents over Joey Porter. But love to hear that. Rankings. Love to hear that. It's a good player. For some time. I, don't, I, don't, I think there's very little difference between the two. I think that's a pick your poison. That is a first-round player, Julius Brents. I agree. And I think he will be a first-round player. I on sure Drake hope night. so. This take from Bailey. Peter Skaronsky will be at the earliest the fourth offensive lineman taken with at least Broderick Jones, Paris Johnson Jr., and Darnell Wright going before him. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here. 
We have the entire yeah. offensive line group at our disposal. He said O linemen, so that includes the interior. Correct. Th- th- those are the three correct. Those are the three most likely players to go before Skaronsky, i.e. those are the top four. And I think there's a gap after that, and you could talk about Anton Harrison, you could talk about Dewan Jones, you could talk about Matthew Bergeron, you could talk about some of these other dudes. Well, and then I think um, that where when you start to get to that tier is where you start including the Joe Tipmans, the John Michael Schmitz, the interior guys. Sure, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I was thinking, yeah, that's true. I, I need to include the center. Because well, he said O-linemen, so, right? So we have the whole yeah, group so that, at our yeah. disposal. That's the next That's the next group. So the, the top four is clearly that Skaronsky, Jones, Johnson, uh, and right. I will tell you, I don't think Skaronsky should be the first offensive tackle off the board. I know he's been mocked that way recently. I, I'm, I, I'm I don't think him. so either. And I'm not out on him. I just think as, we're, a tackle, we're trying to, as a tackle, you have to play him inside. When, yeah. When you're trying to mock this and you're trying to, in this case, make this, this take, you have to consider the fact that not every team is going to have Skaronsky graded as a tackle. Uh, I believe they all have him highly graded at whatever position they put him at, but they might not all have him as a tackle. And if which they means don't, if they don't. Where they spend the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, fourteenth, et cetera, pick on Peter Skaronsky. and that—that's where my holdup is with him being the the favorite across the board at the at books right now to be the first line, lineman taken. I personally think Broderick Jones is the best tackle in this draft. If you wanted to argue Paris Johnson, I wouldn't fight you. I think both those guys, to me, are 1A, one, one 1B one in whatever order. Uh, I think Skaronsky at guard is head, shoulders, knees, and toes better than any other guard what about in, arm this, length? in this class. Um, the arm length is a concern at tackle. It's not a concern for me inside. I have a train in the background that's Come just on, going man. Off the here. bit was head, shoulders, knees, and toes better. And then um, I said, what about arm length? And you took it as a serious question. I thought you were having a serious imagine, conversation. Imagine thinking on a show that you and I are doing that I would ask uh, you a serious question that it wasn't setting up a bit. Come on, man. How long have we ready. known each other? We've been friends forever. That ready. was a perfect wasn't setup. Ready. I set you up for it, and you're just like, no, Chris, I think his arm, arm length's not a concern. Not one bit. I, I when kept he, that joking at arm's length. Yes, you did. More than an arm's length. You kept that. I'm going to sell this take. I'm going to sell this take because I don't think all three of those guys go over Skaronsky, but I, I do not believe Skaronsky will be the first tackle take or first offensive lineman taken, but I don't think all three of those guys go. Do you think Peter Skaronsky is a top 20 selection in two weeks? Yes, because so, I, I can't see because I, there's a stretch there where you've got Pittsburgh at 17, mm-hmm. you've got Tampa at 19, and you've got Seattle at 20, I think are all interesting landing spots for him. I think Washington at 16 is an interesting landing spot for him potentially. I think there are enough teams in the back part of the top 20 that I don't see him getting out of the top 20, but I also don't think he's going to be a top 10 pick. And, and I see him mocked you know, at 9 or 10 a lot right now, and I, just, I, I don't see that happening. That is going to do it for us here on this edition of the show. You guys know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get and listen to your podcast. We've got the YouTube video version of the show over on the Draft Network YouTube channel. You can check that out. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you hit the notification bell. Make sure you like this video. It helps us out a ton. You want to send your takes in, you can tweet them at me, Chris Schubert underscore. You can tweet them at Jamie, at Jamie Eisner. If you are a member of the TDM Premium Discord, they can go in there as well under the Takes on Takes channel. We will sneak in as many of them as we can on a daily basis. Uh, we've got more news tomorrow. Uh, we need to go back to the AFC tomorrow, Jamie. Which division in the AFC should we go to tomorrow? Let's do AFC North. Let's, let's AFC stick with the North. the North. 
and then and then we uh, on one our last show of the, well how many more shows of the week we got so today we're so today's show is the so Wednesday one more edition of the show so no today's edition is the Wednesday edition of the show we have two yep. more shows to do this week we're gonna so do the we'll AFC do the North, North and tomorrow and we then teased we'll, wide receivers didn't we so we well, have to we do did. that for, so we have for to Friday put the show. stop on the, the the props or on the uh, the team yep. win totals because we have to talk about the first wide receiver of the week yep. we did tease so we'll, that, we'll yes. get to the other half of the league next week okay. But we're going to talk about wide receivers. And we're, uh, this is where we made all the puns, right? This is how we ended the show. Either it was last show or two shows ago where we made all the, the Zay Flowers puns. Blooming. We did. We did. I made the eagle blooming. Eye. Yeah, you Boston did the eagle, eagle eye. Eye. Like, this yeah. is we, did all, we did that whole gimmick. Yep, so we, did. we, we did. can't forget about that. So that'll be Friday's show. Wouldn't be the first bit that you've forgotten about here uh, over the course of recording Shut the show. Up. That is going to do it for us here on today's edition of the show. Hope everybody has a great rest of their day. We will talk to you all tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.